You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 67. This week's topic, how to be concise. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, improving your leadership skills will drive your success, and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic is how to be concise. Well, welcome back for another episode of Coaching for Leaders. My name is Dave Stahoviak. I am joined here in studio by Bonnie Stahoviak. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, Dave. And we are back for this week's topic, how to be concise, which I have a feeling will be a fairly short show. Ha ha. A little podcast humor there. Ha ha. Nobody's laughing. People all over the place are hitting delete on their phones right now and saying, wait till next week. The humor's bad. Glad to have you back for another episode, though. And seriously, though, this is a really important topic and one that a lot of my clients struggle with. And I know you've seen a lot of people struggle with, too, Bonnie. Yeah, I don't think that we're trained very well how to be concise. You know, I think about myself as a university professor that, you know, we're constantly assigning things like a word count requirement or a number of pages. And I, I always wish that that didn't need to be there. And of course I have academic freedom. I could not include it if I didn't want to, but then it's, you kind of want it just to be just enough, not too much, not too little, but just enough. And, but that's hard to really quantify. And people for the ages have been trying to quantify this. And I, Mark Twain's one of my favorite people to quote. And there's a famous incident where Mark Twain responded to a request from a publisher. And of course, like most writers, Mark Twain uh, wanted to be concise and recognize the importance of being concise. And so uh, he received a telegram from a publisher that said, need two page short story, two days. And Mark Twain famously replied, no can do two pages, two days, can do 30 pages, two days, need 30 days to do two pages. There's another conciseness quote that I always thought was attributed to Mark Twain, but when I looked it up, I found that I was wrong. It's actually the phrase, less is more. And it was originally coined by Robert Browning in a poem that he wrote back in in 1855. And it's a phrase that's often associated with an architect by the name of, I'm sure this, you know, you're going to know right who this guy is. Ha ha, I say sarcastically, Dave, uh, is an architect and furniture designer named Ludwig Mies van der Rohe. Hmm. And he was around from 1886 till 1969. Less is more. Less is more. And so I had a great, a great guy that I used to work with who would talk regularly about, you know, just the importance of the revision process in our writing and that the shorter we could make it, the better. And certainly, I also think about myself, I haven't really been trained very well to be concise. My first job out of college was as a computer instructor. And so we used to teach six and a half hour classes, you know, eight hours over the course of an eight hour day with a couple breaks and a lunch in there. And it wasn't like you could go, okay, well, we've covered the objectives for Microsoft Excel. See ya. And if it's noon, that's great. Or if it's four, that's great. It was, you know, they paid for your time 
for a particular mm. amount of time. And that's a big debate going on in the university system as well. They work around something called the Carnegie Hour. Carnegie named after the person who invented this concept, this educational concept that in college you should spend an hour in the classroom and then two hours outside of the classroom, which unfortunately most of the time today students don't. And they, you know, they, they really pack it in with classes and internships and jobs and all this thing and, and really don't leave themselves enough margin outside to do the work that's needed. But there's a lot of question as to whether that's the best way to measure learning. Why not around some kind of competency that's being built or something like that? But we wind up, you know, that actually there's a university that Dave, you and I used to attend that that was sued, actually. It was more of their adult untraditional graduate program that was mm. sued for having really not given the people what they paid for because the classes were regularly let out excessively early. Interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, I don't think always we're necessarily thinking about conciseness and the importance, but sure, this episode I think is crucial because the better we can become at this, the better we are able to be marketers or speak to other people in our organizations, talk to people on executive teams. You know, it's so important because there is so much information that's out there. Yeah. And this is important today because I was joking with a class I was teaching this week of people to improve communication skills. And I was saying, you know, how often does the people who are leading you or your customers have 10 or 15 minutes to listen to you? And how often is it maybe more three minutes or four minutes? And we were joking in the class of people like, yeah, not even two or three minutes. Sometimes it's in the elevator or it's a 30 second phone call or it's walking by. And that's the opportunity you have to influence. We are all so overwhelmed these days. One of my favorite references is from the book Information Anxiety by Richard Saul Worman. And he claims that the standard weekday edition of the New York Times contains more information than a average citizen of the of 17th century England would have been expected to come across or absorb in their entire lifetime, which I think is a pretty amazing statistic. And it really speaks to the importance today of us being able to connect with people, to inspire them, and also to be concise. Because if we're going to get on people's radar screens, we need to be able to do all of those things. So for this show, we want to help us be more concise and also help those that we lead be more concise. Exactly. And there are problems with us not being concise. And one of them is that people tend to tune us out. They don't take our phone calls. They don't seek us out for advice or perspective on things. Um, I know, for example, Bonnie, I have a few people in my life, some of them I connect with in the professional world, that uh, just often talk a lot and they like to communicate a lot. And I know that when I see their name or their number on caller ID coming through, that I am going to need to spend 30 to 45 minutes talking to them because that's often how long a conversation will take. And there are many times that I just don't have that kind of time to talk to someone when they call. And so what I will sometimes often, I shouldn't say often do, but sometimes I will do is I will let that call go to voicemail because I just don't have the time to talk with them. And unfortunately, that person then misses the opportunity to connect with me because they have a reputation of not being concise. When we think about what it does to our credibility, it can be harmful. And we really want to think then about what are some of the causes behind why we might not be as concise as we'd like to be. 
One of the big causes that I see a lot is I work with many people who have very high and strong technical training and are very, very gifted and subject matter experts in the areas that they've been trained to do very well. And it's very valuable for them in their work every day, in their technical work. However, unfortunately, they have become so ingrained in getting down into the details that when they communicate either verbally or in writing, they believe that they need to be, they need to communicate everything, all of the details, all the information. And if a three or four minute overview would be sufficient, they may be very likely to speak for 15, 20, 25 minutes. And unfortunately, and I see this happen all the time, Bonnie, is you'll see them talking to someone or you see them talking to a, a leadership board or a customer, and you just see people's eyes start to glaze mm-hmm. over because they don't want to listen. And they at the same time, they don't want to confront the person and say, stop being... Stop going on and on and on. Some people will say that, but most people don't. They'll just tune the person out. Yeah, and we kind of get this training that's you know starts to tell us that we think we're going to be more credible the longer we go and the more we have to say. And one of the areas where this comes up quite a bit is in the creation of PowerPoints and the idea that the more slides that are there and the more that's on those slides, the more words, the better. And what a dangerous thing that is, because you've talked about this in earlier shows. We have. In fact, the inverse is true. Less really is more. But I also think that there are some other causes to, to this. One of them is just us being lazy as communicators. If we don't take the time to think through how we can be concise and clarify a message, we're not really doing a service to ourselves or our audience. And I know that times that I have been not concise in communicating something is often the times that I haven't spent the time and made the investment that I should. And then finally, but perhaps even most importantly, is I think, Bonnie, there's a lot of selfishness that goes into this too. For those of us, if we're communicating at length and ad nauseum about something, it's because it's important to us. We want to talk about it. We want to hear ourselves talk. And I think if any of us examine our true motives around speaking a lot and communicating a lot, that there's some selfishness that's often there in our desire to want to be heard. So let's talk a little bit, Dave, about solutions, approaches that we can take that will help us be more concise. Yeah. And I think one great question for all of us to ask ourselves is, is whatever we're communicating, is it essential to the overall message that the the audience is going to receive? And again, by audience, it's the other party. It's whoever we're speaking to. Is what you're saying in the moment, is this essential to this overall message? And this actually goes back, Bonnie, to a couple episodes ago where I was talking about, you know, when you're preparing a talk or giving a talk to an organization, you know, what's the one central thing you want people to take away? Everything you're talking about should match to that one central thing. And if it doesn't, it's probably extraneous information. Yeah. So one of the things we want to be able to do is really to put ourselves in the shoes of our audience. We want to be thinking what would it be like for them as they read this? So it's really crucial then as you're thinking about this communication, whether it be in writing or uh, more verbal communication, then you want to be thinking about who your audience is and being able to connect with what their needs are and how they will be taking away this message. Yeah. And do they care? 
about this. And, you know, we care most of the time because if we're talking about something, something we know really well, a lot of times we've been trained to do it exceptionally well. And so it's important to us, but we we have to get outside of ourselves and think to ourselves, does the audience really care about this? Does this person that I'm talking to really care about the details? And if we examine that truthfully and answer that question, that's going to direct us on what we should say and what we shouldn't say. So one thing that I have done before that's worked well is to have someone else look over my communication or if it's a presentation that's really, really important to you know practice it in front of someone else who knows that audience and understands uh, their needs. That's key. And Dave, I know you had quite a big presentation this week I did. that had to be concise and was going to be in front of an executive team from a very large organization. And I don't, was it 15 minutes that you had? 15 minutes. To talk about an eight-year relationship it, with yeah, this particular client. Yeah, and yeah. you know, that's really important. And I know it was something that, that you spent a lot of time in preparation and you know, it wasn't just let's get the message out there, but it was actually that refining, gosh, I only have a few minutes of their time. What's superfluous and what is absolutely essential. Right. And I could have spoken for four hours about the work we've done with their organization and didn't have the time. So I spent most of the time, I probably spent 45 minutes putting together the content of the, the presentation and then the next three days, making it more concise and figuring out what are we going to get rid of? What are we going to get rid of? What are we going to take out? What are we not going to say? And so that's actually brings us to another piece of advice here, which is to budget in editing time. A lot of things times I see when people are planning out what they're going to say to somebody or they're planning out a presentation or they're planning out something to talk to a customer about or planning to do some coaching is they don't budget in editing time. And so what I mean by that is if you're going to sit down and plan out how you're going to communicate, um, by all means, put together the plan first, but then you need to also put together time to think through what did I brainstorm here or put down on this paper that really isn't essential because most people just don't have the time and the bandwidth to absorb everything. So we need to be able to get down to the core essence of what's most central and most important. So we've looked at a few different approaches as far as the solution to how to be more concise. And as we wrap up the show, Dave, I know you have a few ideas for how to actually implement this whole new approach to conciseness. I do. And one of these is just as an example of some of the principles I try to use with this show and with the work we do in the Coaching for Leaders community. So for example, uh, we have a pretty firm standard that this show every week is a 30 to 40 minute show. I, we try to shoot for 30, even a, you know, a little bit over 30 minutes because that's an average uh, time that people will have available that, you know, the average commuting time for many people is about 30 minutes. A lot of people listen to us in uh, a car. And so I want to make sure to respect our audience's time. And if we can't say what we're going to say in 31, 32, 33 minutes, then we need to examine what it is we're doing. Um, and so there've been a few times, Bonnie, where we've recorded a show or I've recorded a show and had a guest and it's been, you know, 40, 41, 42 minutes. And I'll, I'll do everything possible to try and edit the show down to get it at least under 40 minutes. And that is important because people are more likely to pay attention, more likely to engage. Um, I don't know about you, but I listen to podcasts once in a while or I'll download a podcast. You and I've talked about this where 
it's got great content, but it's an hour and 30 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes. And I just don't have that kind of time to listen to a show. And I don't think most people do, especially a weekly show. So being concise is key. The other thing that is a big thing for me is also to be concise in my writing. So for example, there's a whole number of folks in uh, our community that get a weekly email article from me. That article is never longer than 500 words. That's my standard. And usually what happens, Bonnie, is it takes me about mm, half hour, 40 minutes to write an article. It ends up being about eight, 900 words. And then I spend the next hour editing it down to somewhere between 450 and 500 words. So I've budgeted in editing time. And often that takes just as long, if not more so, than the time that it takes to actually do the original writing or putting together the information. But I know that if it's eight or 900 words, a lot of people aren't going to read it because it's just too long. Nobody has that kind of time in their email box to connect uh, and listen and, and read. Another suggestion that I'd have is to be a storyteller. If you want to communicate a message, rather than just running through a whole list of bullet points for people, and that tends to be what a lot of people tend to do, especially those who have a lot of technical training tend to run through a lot of bullet points. And that can be effective, but really much more effective is to tell a story. Tell a story that is going to connect with the message that you're sending. So that's a great way to be effective doing that. And then one, uh, or actually two resources that are helpful around that is uh, two organizations that I found that will help you at least verbally to be more concise is the Toastmasters organization. Bonnie, um, were you ever involved with Toastmasters at all? No. Toastmasters, that was a nice concise response. (laughs) Toastmasters does a great job of getting you together weekly or a couple times a month to speak and talk in front of your colleagues and they'll cut you off. If you don't speak in the assigned time frame, they will cut you off. They will teach you to be concise. Same thing with the Dale Carnegie course. For those of you who I've taught the Dale Carnegie course for many years. I mean, when someone talks for more than two minutes, we cut them off. So there's a lot of ways, you, a lot of tools and resources you can use out there that will help you to be concise. But the thing is, is that you can do it. I mean, if we can communicate a show in a concise period of time, if we can, you know, if I can write a concise article each week, uh, you know, if we can get our message across successfully, I know that you can too. And part of it's about practicing. And we would love to hear from you if you have ideas of ways that you've been able to be more concise. I'm sure there are things we left out of the show. So we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And we're trying to stay keep the show concise. So we would love to hear you, your comments and feedback. And the best way to do that is to go to our website, which is coachingforleaders.com forward slash 67. That'll take you right to the notes for the show and an opportunity at the bottom of that page to add in a comment. Also, you can also always call in or leave feedback, comments, questions, or feedback either on this show topic or anything we do at 949 949- Three eight learn and our email address for feedback is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And just a reminder that I am writing that article every week. It's less than 500 words, so when you get it, it will be pretty concise. So if you are looking for a booster shot midweek and want some more information, it is a great way, hopefully, to help you to get more tools and resources around leading and engaging others. Last week's article was about how I kicked uh, an employee out of an office once, and so it was a um, not one of my finer leadership moments, but I 
think a helpful story and hopefully uh, you'll get the same four lessons out of it that I did and maybe even a few more. So if you'd like to subscribe to the weekly article update, just go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe and that will get you onto our list and you will get that article and hopefully it'll be helpful to you. I want to say thank you to Samuel Lewis, Jim Munchback, Cliff Ravenscraft, Wade Wingler, and Brian Wallace. And you're probably thinking they went on our Facebook site. Actually, they didn't. They, all of them, have written a review on iTunes about our show. So thank you so much, gentlemen, for taking a few moments to write a review on iTunes. And if you choose to do that, you can just go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash iTunes. It's a great way for uh, us to continue to get visibility for this show. And thank you in advance if you do it. You, by the way, can make that review very concise. The link for the show notes is on our website at coachingforleaders.com forward slash the number 67. This show airs every single Monday. And remember, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. Take care, everyone.